Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Sometimes I want to light up underneath the no smoking sign. Sometimes I wish they'd tell me how justice got so blind. I wish they'd just leave me alone, cause I'm doing alright. You can take your change on down the road and leave me here with mine. Cause that ain't my America, that ain't this country's roots. You wanna hey everybody, it's Stephanie Blankley hosting America's Betrayal. I'm Renegade Talk Radio, and I have a special guest today, Pastor Greg Young in Texas, the great Republic of Texas. And he is, you know, he has become a good friend of mine and a, uh, a very good voice, a, a sound of reason when discussing religious issues, religious liberty issues, Christianity in America. And we've been talking on and off uh, over the past year about different issues related to pastors and Christians as the laws are changing as bakers and photographers and uh, any Christian who's being specifically targeted by who I've written about the gay mafia you can read about that in the Washington Times Uh, and how people are losing their jobs they're losing their livelihood solely because of what their religious belief is or their practice of their faith and uh, Pastor Greg is as a radio host of a radio program called Chosen Generation, KERV, 1230 AM in Texas. And you can learn more about him on Pastor Greg, uh, PastorGregYoung.org, PastorGregYoung.org. And one of the great things is that he has been involved in politics in the state of Texas and has testified uh, in Austin about a new bill that was passed called the Pastor Protection Bill, and I wanted to have him on just to talk about religious freedom issues and Pastor Protection Bill, especially in light of the recent Supreme Court ruling on same-sex marriage. So, Pastor Young, thanks so much for coming on. I'd love to get your thoughts on all of these issues that we've been talking about, but just to educate the listeners on Renegade about what the significance is of the recent Supreme Court ruling and your efforts in Texas and to explain the pastor protection bill in light of all of these recent events. Well, Bethany, thank you again for having me. It's been a pleasure uh, getting to know you and, and, as you mentioned, just spending time and, and visiting on all these issues. Uh, you know, it, it, it's so important that we recognize the significance, first of all, of the founding of our nation, the, the founding of our country, and, and why uh, we need to have these kinds of protections in place. I think that, you know, no matter what decisions are made, they're all made uh, from, a, from a, a world view with some form of morality in place. And, uh, and I think it's important that we have the, the religious freedoms and liberties in order to make those kinds of decisions and certainly positions of conscience. And, and that's really, you know, the Pastor Protection Bill uh, was really designed specifically 
to give pastors uh, the liberties. We were concerned here in Texas, and and it appears that we were right that uh, that the Supreme Court would in fact attempt to change the definition of marriage. And we can go a little bit further into you know talking about that and 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 the ramifications of that, of course, as we as we proceed. But specific to the uh, pastor protection bill itself um, it basically what what the verbiage uh, of that particular bill says uh, and and I'm just going to read you very very briefly uh, what it speaks to um, relating to the rights of certain religious organizations and individuals relating to a marriage that violates a sincerely held religious belief and, and it says a religious organization, an organization supervised or controlled by or in connection with a religious organization, an individual employed by a religious organization while acting in the scope of that employment, or a clergy or minister may not be required to solemnize any marriage, provide services, accommodations, facilities, goods, or privileges for a purpose related to the solemnization formation or celebration of any marriage or treat any marriage as valid for any purpose if the action would cause the organization or individual to violate a sincerely held religious belief and then section two says discrimination against religious organizations prohibited and again it just basically says that in accordance with section 2601 that any religious organization that chooses to invoke that right uh, should not have any repercussions brought against it uh, and, and or the withholding of benefits, privileges, including tax exemptions or governmental contracts, grants or licenses. And, and Bethany, the, the bottom line here is, is you know, this, this isn't, and as we testified about this, and, and let me share just briefly with you folks my, my direct experience. When I was in the State Affairs Committee for the House, uh, one of the experiences that I had, I was sitting, listening to a variety of things, and the uh, Byron Cook, who was the chair for the state affairs, decided that since there were so many pastors there to testify, that instead of bringing us up front first and allowing us to testify so we could get home, uh, he decided instead to allow the lobbyists to testify on a variety of other matters and pushed us to the very end. So we waited from about noon on that day until nearly 10 o'clock that night before we were allowed to give our testimony. But in, at so the, Pastor Greg, yeah. so Pastor Greg Young right now is talking about his experience testifying in the State House of Representatives in Texas, and so he was asked to testify to give his opinion about the necessity for the pastor protection bill and they were scheduled to testify at noon and instead the house leader moved it so or actually made them wait 10 hours to actually testify is that right yeah that's correct the, so uh, the they postponed it for 10 hours and then i know you'll get into other maneuvers where you would go to austin and then it would be canceled or yes. Uh, you'd have to wait or they would change things around. So it wasn't an easy process to actually just go and give your testimony at the state house. No, no, Bethany, it wasn't. Uh, there, there was a made lot it of very difficult. Yep, there was a lot of politicking going on. There was a lot of gamesmanship that was taking place, and 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 in the in the 
house in particular, the goal there seemed to be to kind of try to wait us out and get us tired, get us exhausted, and, and hope that, you know, most of us would go home. Believe, yeah. Okay, so they, they, uh, they politicked around. They did everything they could to postpone and delay and uh, discourage you and others from testifying. And people were coming in from all over. They weren't just people who are coming to testify aren't living in Austin. They're coming from all over the state. And for people who don't live in Texas, you can drive a couple of hours and get nowhere uh, in Texas, whereas if you were driving from New Jersey or Delaware, you would be in Maryland or Virginia. But... <laughs> There's the, yeah. the state of Texas is so large, it's very difficult for people to understand how, and there's no public transportation, so it's difficult for people to understand how inconvenient it can be uh, to get somewhere and then have it changed. It would be like driving from New Jersey to Virginia and then having it canceled and then you have to go back. And then you have to wait in, uh, 10 hours to testify. Then you'd have to stay overnight. Uh, to testify the next day or spend the night to be able to drive home. So we're not talking about something that they're making this, they made this process very difficult for Pastor Greg and for others uh, to be able to explain why a, why a law needed to be put in place to protect Christian pastors primarily because they're the ones who are being targeted, not Muslim imams, not Jewish priests, not Jehovah's Witnesses, not the Mormon church, the Mormon tabernacle or, or Mormon um, uh, elders, uh, but specifically pastors. And when we're talking about pastors, we're talking about Christian pastors, Christian pastors who are teaching that the Bible is the Word of God and that marriage, the marriage is between one woman and one man, and they are preaching everything in the Bible, not just about marriage, but about healthy sexual relationships and homosexuality. Uh, they, they talk about a range of different things. Uh, but Pastor Greg Young and many other pastors have experienced uh, direct discrimination, especially by the Houston mayor, who wants to, um, you know, they want to control what pastors can preach. So they're subpoenaing pastors' uh, sermons. And then they're making it difficult for Pastor Greg and others to actually explain why religious freedom and free speech is necessary. And I know we're going to need to take a break, but I want to. We'll come back and we want to talk more and hear from Pastor Greg specifically about his experience testifying. I know I just cut him off, but I want to explain to the listeners from Renegade who are unfamiliar with Christianity, unfamiliar with. Uh, the History of Religious Freedom. You can learn more about that on my website on bethanyblankley.com and more on pastorgregyoung.org. We're going to take a break. We'll be back, and I'm going to give more time to Pastor Greg so he can explain what's going on in Texas and what other states should be doing to protect pastors and Christian organizations uh, from discrimination and specific targeting because of their views on not just marriage, but their views on life, their view on adoption, their view on abortion, their view on uh, parenting, on the family. There are many issues other than in addition to marriage. And so one of the, those are all of the things that Pastor Greg talks about on his radio program. 
And we'll, we'll come back after the break and talk more. You're listening to Bethany on Renegade Talk Radio with Pastor Greg Young. Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Greg Young, and he's going to talk more about his experience with the Pastor Protection Bill and why it was necessary to advocate for specific protections for Christian organizations and Christian churches, Christian pastors, who advocate and preach and teach their beliefs rooted in the Bible and how that has been affected by the recent Supreme Court ruling on marriage. So I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Young. Thank you, Bethany. Well, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here and to the Renegade folks. Uh, it's great to be with you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Greg Young. You can get more information about me at my website, PastorGregYoung.org. And uh, I'm glad to talk with you about this. Texas did, uh, in fact, pass the Pastor Protection Bill. It's interesting to note, and Bethany, you were giving a little background on this uh, as it related to the House bill issue. And there was a House bill, an identical House bill, HB 3567, that died in the calendar committee in the House. And it it was a a last-minute effort in order to get this Senate bill, number 2065, with the exact same wording, through the House and out onto the floor for a final vote. And there was a lot of push that was done. You mentioned the Houston pastors, Dave Welch, uh, which is the U.S. Pastors Council, and also the one of the, the Houston Pastors Council, uh, who was one of those that testified. There were five pastors in Houston who had their sermons, their notes, and all of their communications. Imagine this, folks. You go to church, and, uh, and, and maybe you send an email, or you write a note to the pastor about, I don't know, just some personal thing that's going on in your life. Hey, you know, uh, you put in a prayer request, and you write on it. This is private, and you, and you send it, and you want it sent directly to the pastor. The mayor of the city of Houston demanded that all of those correspondence, anything, any correspondence between the pastor's and their congregants was to be turned over by legal subpoena to the city of Houston for them to determine whether or not it had anything to do with the non-discrimination ordinance. Can you believe this, folks? This is insane. This is like communism. This is censoring people's private communication from a congregate to their pastor. Imagine going to a priest and giving your confession and the priest would have to turn over your confession to the state. There, there, this is really incredible what's happening. Your email to your pastor, your conversations to your pastor, which are held private and sacred. There is a, uh, isn't there, Pastor Young, um, uh, protection where I, if I speak to you, I know that it's in confidence and you can't repeat that? There, there are legal protections that you are granted and guaranteed that I, as clergy, have in correspondence between myself and those who come to speak to me. 
And essentially, you know, the only mandate on me is, is, is that if there is some quote unquote, you know, heinous illegal activity, something like, uh, you know, I'm made aware that there's child abuse that's taking place or someone's been, you know, maybe taken into, you know, some kind of highly abusive situation especially when it comes to minors then there are some mandatory reporting criterion that i'm supposed to follow but you know even if you come to me and you talk to me about something that you did i'm 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 going to be urging you to do the right thing but i yes there are absolute uh clerical clergy protections in place in the same way as if you went to your attorney if you went to a lawyer and you said look i need to talk to you i've got a legal situation this is the issue this is what's going on clergy have been granted the same kind of of protections because it has always been believed in this country that that we are a christian nation and and that morality has a, a significant place in our freedoms and in our liberties and where do you go for that kind of spiritual guidance? You, you, you go to your minister, you go to your priest, you go to your pastor, you, you seek that kind of spiritual guidance. And so it's important, it's imperative that that kind of freedom is there so that we can have the kinds of conversations we need to have as a pastor. I'm, I'm talking about issues of eternity and issues of the soul. To me, mm-hmm. there's, 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 there's no deeper conversation than that. So if I come to you and I need to speak with you about something, I know that what I'm speaking to you about is in confidence, like an attorney-client privilege. Absolutely. So that it's protected. So I am protected. You are protected by law. Unless I were to state that I was going to harm myself or someone else, Mm -hmm. or if in the conversation you learned of some kind of harm to a minor. And so there are, so the law provides protections for for the pastor and his congregant and the Houston mayor violated that by trying to get correspondence between the pastor and his congregants members of his church perhaps his family uh, employees of the church and so all of these things are happening because the communist state the communist state within the gay mafia approach is tolerant to exist only if you agree with me. And if you don't agree with me, then I'm going to come after you. I'm going to close your business. I'm going to shut down your church. I'm going to put you in jail. And so as we've seen across the country, and as I have written about, as Pastor Young has talked about on his radio program, it has been Christian businesses that are being targeted and put out of business solely because beliefs. And in the First Amendment of the Constitution, it talks about free exercise of religion. And what that really means is how do we exercise our faith? Well, for Christians, that implies action. And action is do we do what the Bible says or do we not do what the Bible says? And so part of that has to do with um, our efforts, our employment, sure. how we treat our neighbor, Everything. Uh, and and whether or not a pastor should be required by law to perform a marriage between two people of the same sex, or perhaps a transgender, or even people who are not Christians. And so that's something that I think is important to point out, is that this pastor protection bill that Pastor Young testified for was to say that there is freedom of conscience 
which allows the, the pastor, the minister, the, um, the priest, whomever, in that Christian church to say, according to our faith, we can do X and we cannot do X, and they are protected by law regarding that. Well, and, and Bethany, if I could just, you know, to, to highlight what you're saying, I want to share with you an experience that I had sitting in the state affairs uh, right there. In the state capitol in, in, in the, Austin. Yeah, in Austin, in the chamber room where the state affairs meeting was taking place, uh, just just to highlight what you had to say. There was a, an individual there. And he was from uh, an organization called Narrow, and you know it's it's ironic. Narrow is uh, touts itself as pro-choice America. Now, of course, we know. Uh, as, and you're as, referring to the or, the the organization N A R A L, correct? Yes, N A R A L, N A R A L dot org is a website pro-choice. But at the very top of the website, it says Narrow pro-choice america now you and i bethany know what that what that speaks to they're talking about a woman's right to choose to murder uh the the baby and and they take away the rights of the child but i don't want to get into the abortion argument i I just want to point out the irony and here's what i want to share with you i was sitting yep i was sitting in chamber waiting for our turn to testify and we waited as i said many hours to do this finally one of the first pastors got up to testify and right before that had happened i was sitting next to a a young lady uh, there and there was a man a young man that came up and it was apparent that they were kind of together you know i don't mean together like as in a couple together but they were friends and i was like oh well so i moved over a seat so that this uh, young man could sit next to this gal and so that they could sit next to each other. And, of course, they were like, oh, well, thank you, you know. And I was like, sure, no big deal. I mean, just being, we're just being polite. So I'm sitting there, and he pulls out, uh, like, this, this pretty good-sized uh, iPad kind of a deal. And, and as soon as the first pastor goes up, I notice that he starts to tweet out how bigoted Christians are. And here they go again. They want their freedom, but they, they hate us and they discriminate against us and they're hateful people. And I'm seeing him tweet this and, and the, I bring Narrow into it because he was tweeting from a tweet that said, at Narrow. Mm-hmm. And I looked and, and I thought, wow. Well, you know, the pastor said, you know, that, that, you know, we really believe that we should have our right to be able to believe, to, to say what we're saying. It's guaranteed under the First Amendment. We believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. You know, we believe that, that same-sex marriage is, is sinful, and we, we don't want to endorse something based on the fact that we believe what we believe in the Bible and what Scripture has to say about, you know, sin and things of those nature. Obviously, in love, we don't want to see someone, we don't, we don't want to see anyone go, go to a place called hell, which is what the Bible talks about. And that's the reason why. This isn't hateful. This is actually, we, we care. And if love. we, if we, if we, want, we it's a, sure. an action of love. You right. want so to if promote we, yeah. the flourishing of society and, and right. right behavior. Right. So, it doesn't harm yeah. people. You're not going to promote drug use. Exactly. So, so, yeah. So, if we tell you. You know that uh, you know that that we don't we don't want you uh, involved in this. 
that uh, you know that what that means essentially is is that we're we're trying to protect you. So anyway, so I, I turned to him and I pulled one of my one of my business cards for my radio program out and I and I handed to him very gently and I said, you know, I I would really love an opportunity. Here's my card, my number's on it. Please feel free, call me anytime. I just would like to know what it is about my desire to have you know my right to say what I want to say and why that's so horribly offensive to you not I nothing okay. he took my card and he literally he's sitting next to me Bethany but he threw it at me as hard as he possibly could and said I don't ever want to talk to you and the card hit me and bounced off onto the ground I didn't move I just waited and, uh, and I don't know how long. All right, long. so let's recap this, folks. Pastor Young is going to, he's waiting to testify, and a, a guy from NARAL is sitting next to him because Pastor Young moved over to allow him to sit next to his colleague, and he is sitting next to a man saying how hateful Christians are and bigoted, and so Pastor Young hands him his business card, and the guy throws it at him and is, uh, would you say, hostile? incredibly hostile okay so the hostility is from the narrow not from pastor young so keep going so what happened next and so i i just sat there and i i waited a few moments and finally he bent over and he picked up the card and he handed it back to me and i said well thank you i you know i appreciate you you know returning the card to me and and then as we're sitting there of course now he knows because i'm you know i'm sitting right next to him i mean these are these are you know there's there's two inches of space with the right. little hand you know i mean you're, you're so you're sitting and waiting in an area that's smaller than like somebody sitting in a movie theater. yeah i mean you're sitting right next to each other we're in chamber we're about 10 12 rows back from the front where all the proceedings are going on listening because we're in the gallery okay and you know but i mean we're right next to each other it's not like there's any room and so you know i i didn't i didn't have to strain to look at his screen and see what was going on i mean he's right in front of me and so i'm kind of watching you know and 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 obviously now because of our exchange that we've had um, you know, I, I think he thought, you know, well, you know, sniping at these people while this guy's watching me, he, he didn't feel even, I guess, capable of doing that because I, I, you know, they like to snipe, but not when you're watching, they don't want to have a direct conversation, obviously. And so, so it's easier for him to badmouth Christians on tweeting, but then when he was confronted by you he wouldn't actually engage. And and let's be clear, folks, I, you know, it wasn't a confrontation in the sense of, hey, that's a pretty horrible, you know, what are you doing? It, it was a, it was an expression of, I would really, I want to understand. I, I, I want to know where you're coming from and let's talk about why you feel the way that you do uh, about this issue. I, I'd like to understand. That was it. Anyway, he mm-hmm. w- within a few minutes of that, he finally he he just he he turned to the, her to the girl that was sitting next to him. And he said, "I can't be here anymore," and and grabbed his stuff, oh, stood up, and 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 left the row uh, that we were sitting in. And um, and and maybe when our in our next segment, I give a little bit of background. But I, I did a holy hip hop radio show. I know it sounds a little strange for 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 me. You look at my uh-huh. picture and you're going to say, "What? You did a what?" 
but I did a holy hip hop radio show that syndicated for a number of years uh, on secular CHR rhythmic stations across the country and had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people because it was all secular and we finally opened up our home in Modesto, California uh, to just the general public, I guess, listeners, what have you. And one of the young men that came was struggling with homosexuality. And we didn't know that when he first came, not, not that it, that would have been any kind of a deal, but he'd been with us for a number of months meeting there in my living room as we, you know, had services and prayed and, 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 and prayed for one another and, and studied the word and what have you. And finally he came to me and he said, you know, Pastor Greg, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this issue of, of homosexuality and, uh, introduced me by phone to his sister and, and some of his family, they were all believers. And, and so we spent about six years with him walking through as he was trying to get out of that lifestyle. He, he wanted to get out of the lifestyle. And at one point, we actually even went over and helped him to remove someone from his apartment that was uh, abusing him and forcing mm. drugs on him. And and wow. we, we were involved in you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, that is something that people don't understand is that the Christian attitude, the genuine Christian attitude towards homosexuals is love. Yeah. And to help those struggling with homosexuality and what is being missed in the conversation in this country are those who have left homosexuality, who are married with children, those who or who have chosen to be celibate. Uh, and to recognize that there is something in us, in our, in our being, that points us to something greater than ourselves. We are more than our sexuality. Being homosexual is not just the end in itself. That's what I say to people all the time. Well, okay, so you want to say you were born this way or that you're gay, but the reality is we were, Christians believe we were made for something far greater than that and that our sexuality is not what defines us. And so I think what Pastor Greg has been explaining is that with his experience with homosexuals and my experience and my other pastor friends, they've all been sharing the exact same thing. They have befriended homosexuals. They've helped them with their struggles. There is an advocacy of love and reaching out to walk alongside them just as they would with, with anyone else. And so I think that is something important to to point out. Not only is he trying to reach out to someone criticizing him, think about this. Think about sitting next to someone, and they're calling you a bigot. And yet Pastor Greg is reaching out his hand and saying, I'd love to talk with you about this to understand your opinion. And then the guy leaves. And what would that be like in America for other people if the person sitting next to you in the subway or the bus calls you a bigot? And then you respond in kindness and say, well, I'd love to talk to you about this. And so it just shows, it proves the hypocrisy of someone choosing pro-choice that others can't choose. And so, again, it goes back to the issue of tolerance. And it's okay to choose this, but it's not okay to choose that. You have to choose what I say you must choose, Mm -hmm. like the Houston mayor, like the man from NARAL sitting next to Pastor Young in the state in Austin. And so, I mean, this just goes to show why the pastor protection bill 
and other laws are being implemented in Texas and other states to protect people from a growing need to censor any kind of disagreement because they're unwilling to talk. Pastor Greg extended his hand in kindness to open conversation, and the man walked away. Was the tweet ever recalled? Was there ever an apology? No. So the reality is that we're dealing with people who are not only intolerant, but they're not open to even having a conversation about differences. And that is the hostility in America that exists today when people only want what they want and will go to any lengths to get what they want. And who cares about what someone else wants if it's different? So we've got to take a break. We'll be back. We're going to talk more with Pastor Greg. We're going to talk more about the pastor protection bill and how this can protect Christians and Christian organizations who are practicing their faith. And so we'll be right back. You're listening to Bethany on Renegade Talk Radio. To learn more and listen to more, go to my website, bethanyblankley.com. To learn more about Pastor Greg, you can go to pastorgregyoung.org. We'll be back. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 